Warning, file 13 contains content that may be too disturbing for some audiences. It contains graphic descriptions of crime scenes. It may not be suitable for children under 13. Listener discretion is advised. Some new information tonight in the ongoing investigation into the mysterious death of Juan Charles. Attorneys representing the Charles family released new autopsy results that they say reasonably prove the 15-year-old was indeed the victim of a homicide. On October 30th of last year, Charles was picked up at his home by a friend and the friend's mother. We have Sam, and we here we revisit unsolved murder cases in Black America. So, Bam, you were out with a toothache. How's your tooth feeling now? It's better. It's hurting really bad. Okay. Yeah, I'm I let fine now. I let everyone know at the time that you were out and that you would be back with us, but you were suffering from a toothache. Yes, that's worse than having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get started, of course, I like to do this every week. I like to thank the team that makes this podcast possible, starting with the brilliant head of research and development, Raven Clark Gross, the equally brilliant Jessica Hollis, our research consultant and owner of Phoenix Creative Services. She helps us with research, interviews, editing, and fact-checking. The man who brings the amazing sounds of suspense and the opening credits, Mr. Ronald Sapiano, and finally, our voice actors, Mr. Corey Scott. Lisa Waters, Medina Smith, and Coco Rain. Okay, so cases like this simply just breaks my heart. I mean, all of them do, just in general, but when you have little children involved, it really does something to me. It makes me angry and sad at the same time, and I'm sure you'll be just as angry as I am once you hear this particular case. Our story starts on November 3rd, 2020. Kawan Bobby Charles, a 15-year-old African-American boy from Baldwin, Louisiana, was found dead in a sugarcane field in Iberia Parish, Louisiana. He was reported missing on October 30th, 2020, after leaving his home with a friend, 17-year-old Gavin Irvin and Gavin's mother. According to the family attorney, Ron Haley, when Kwan parents reported their son missing to police, the department, in their words, gave no indication that they were investigating it. Haley stated that when the family reported the incident to the police, the department suggested to them that Kwan maybe had gone to a football game. They even went as far as asking whether Kwan had a troubled past. They also waited until three days after the initial report to even ping his cell phone. They're always asking little black boys or little black girls if they had a quote-unquote troubled past. Right, as if any of that would... Matter. Right. He's missing. Or he's dead. I mean, yeah. (laughs) So after finding his body, a preliminary autopsy was done by the medical examiner. That examination determined that the cause of death was likely drowning. His parents decided to use the same tactic that Mamie Till did when Emma Till died. You remember that? Yes. They released a graphic photo of Kawan's mutilated body to the public, and that gained the issue 
of national attention. Now that the family has gotten that attention, Kawan's death is being investigated as a homicide. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you this picture. And I want you to describe it as best as you can. And we'll just go from there. Oh my gosh. So from this, wow, this picture, um, it shows his face is, looks like he's been dragged on the left side of his face his mouth on the left side has uh his teeth exposed top and bottom like uh, like part of his mouth like was just part of his mouth was ripped off like i said this looks to be dragging he has gash gashes um there's a deep gash here at the top of his forehead you can definitely tell he's been this isn't a drowning this is definitely not a drowning picture he was uh drowning looks a little different uh his face would be more swollen it would be more protruding his eyes would probably be partially open but this definitely does not resemble a drowning this boy was looks like he was tortured and mutilated and dragged isn't it just a heart isn't it just heartbreaking this right here is a side by side of Emmett Till and Kawan Charles. Did you see his skin here? The skin on his cheek. That because okay, because he's it's, he's he's now deceased. Like that would be bleeding. These are little fissures and ulcerations here. Mm-hmm. Those would be bleeding. They're not bleeding at this point, but you can tell those are dragging. Those are drag marks. That's dragging. Well, a preliminary autopsy report by the coroner's office stated that the cause of death was likely drowning due to findings that Kawan had hyperinflated lungs and muddy water in his airways. They probably put him in the water afterwards. I don't think that it was necessarily a drowning at the time. But no injuries, adding that the cause of his facial condition was likely aquatic animals, and there was no evidence of anti-mortem trauma. No. So you're saying you don't think that was done by fish or minnows or... algae eaters or whatever they are trying to say no just being in the medical field that definitely looks like something there that that doesn't look like something was eaten at flesh that's been eaten at Mm -hmm. looks completely different that doesn't look like that because it's concentrated in one specific area like by his mouth if you think that why not up here why not on this side of the face if it was aquatic animals exactly they would have done more to just seem like it's just concentrated right absolutely. there and it would have been um, if it's not more on uh parts of his body like was it, if it's not like this mm-hmm. this on more parts of his body definitely aquatic animals and if it was an alligator if we're talking about louisiana here they would have it would have definitely been it would have been gone it would have been gone he would have or had uh limbs missing like a leg or an arm or you know something like that or his whole body but right. not just this not here just that. Isn't that... this is a heartbreaking picture if you ever were to uh google his name which is uh kawan charles spelled q-u-a-w-a-n charles uh the tragic image that you would see is quite heartbreaking for anyone any parent to view yeah, and the only reason why um, 
I'm going to attempt to make it available is because the family did release it. Okay. Um, other than that, I wouldn't release that. Now, according to Kawan's father, Kenneth, Kawan, friend, Gavin, and his mother, Janet, had picked him up at around 3 p.m. from his home while he was out shopping. Kenneth indicates that neither he or Kawan's mother, Roxanne, were familiar with the Irvings and they did not give them permission to pick him up. Hmm. Janet's boyfriend, a man named Tyler LaGrosse, was also with the Irvings when they picked up Kawan. Janet would later tell authorities that the boys wanted to spend time together that day and that everything was fine and Kawan left their home on, on his own. According to attorney Ron Haley, one of the three civil rights attorneys representing the Charles family, Kawan's mother was scheduled to pick him up from his father's house to get a haircut at around the same time he was picked up by the Irvings. Back home in Baldwin around 7 p.m., Kawan's father had to force open his son's locked door to find that he was not there. That's what prompted Kenneth to come to contact the Baldwin Police Department. Dive into a world of unsolved murders in Black America with File 13. Each week, we explore a new case, whether it's local, historical, or from national headlines. Come with us as we tell stories about the people who are less likely to have their murder solved. File 13, where we believe a cold case is not a closed case. Listen to us each and every Wednesday, everywhere you find your podcast. Daddy Issues, the new album by Lauren Nicole is out now. Come into the world of the R&B songstress as she takes you through her journey of love, life, healing, trials, and tribulations. Check out her smash hits, I Met a Guy, Sorry, and Look Who's Crying Now. Daddy Issues, the album, streaming on all platforms. And now, back to the story. Haley, the family attorney, also stated that the Baldwin Police Department gave no indication over the next few days that they were searching for the teen actively or investigating his disappearance. The police department neither alerted local news nor contacted Louisiana State Police requesting an Amber Alert in regards to Kwan's disappearance, even though he was a missing minor. A private investigator was hired by Selena Charles, Kwan's cousin. Now, this investigator interviewed Janet Irving, and in that recorded interview, Janet says that her son and Kawan smoked some weed together before Kawan ran away from the Irving home, and that she did not report his running away that night. Witnesses said they later saw the Irvings packing their belongings and moving out of their mobile home following Kawan's disappearance. The Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office stated that they were not informed of Kawan's disappearance until November 3rd after one of his parents contacted them. According to the Iberia Parish Bureau of Investigation, Kawan's Charles' body was discovered on November 3rd in a sugarcane field about 20 miles away from Baldwin, near the village of Lorovoville. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Lorovoville. Lorovoville. Say <laughs> The ACLU of Louisiana demanded a full independent investigation into Kawan's death. Now, she just casually was like, yeah, they smoke weed at the house. Both are minors. They're minors. And, and then you said he ran away from the house. Like, why would he be running away? Like, make me understand. That makes no sense. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm not understanding 
why she would even say he ran away from the house. I couldn't find in any of the source material because they keep saying that he was found in a sugarcane field. 20 miles away from where he was, right? Right. And he was drowning. So was there a like a swamp or a field in a swamp or a body of water in the sugarcane field? Typically sugarcane fields do have uh water uh near them. They have like those trenches. Okay. And and to, you know, feed the water to uh, the crops. So possibly he was found in one of those uh, trenches that they have in the sugarcane fields. Hmm. Okay. Possibly. Well, in a news release uh, from November 5th, 2020, the Iberia Parish Sheriff's Office stated that it was investigating the suspicious circumstances surrounding uh, Kawan's death, adding... Investigators have interviewed multiple individuals and collected physical evidence, which is being processed. The office later published another statement sharing that they were actively tracking the whereabouts of those who were with Kawan prior to his death. The department also obtained video evidence from an unnamed individual, which indicated that Kawan was alone in the field where he died, both before and after the video was taken. Police stated that they never requested an Amber Alert because footage from his departure showed him voluntarily leaving his home with two people and there was no evidence which suggested the Kawan had been abducted. Okay, okay, I'm confused. So, in a sugarcane field alone, they said there's evidence and they have video recording of him being alone, alive, and, um, you know, afterwards, uh, there was no one else present. But then they say they have <coughs> of him leaving with two people. So, from the home but why was he 20 miles away from home i don't know if that's where the family lived i can't imagine them i don't i don't know i can't imagine <laughs> them being that living that far away i guess you know uh and then them going to the same school but a lot of this odd. just doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't make add sense up and it doesn't make sense at all it's okay. like pieces of a puzzle yeah. just kind of all over the place that don't fit together yeah and a lot of stuff is missing I, I just couldn't I was trying to piece it together when I was doing research behind this like I'll, I'll get to this part and I'm like well how did we get up to here or what evidence do you have because obviously you got conflicting stories and it's just it just wasn't connecting for me so that's that's why this is even more heartbreaking uh, preliminary, a preliminary report from an independent autopsy by local forensics company American Forensics suggested that the state of his remains was consistent with drowning with no evidence of trauma or natural disease. An autopsy report prepared by the Louisiana Forensic Center and released by Kawan's family on February 8, 2021, revealed that after taking drugs at the Irvin's home, Kawan was seen crawling in culverts alone near a school, acting combative and threatening to kill himself, mm. indicating that he had been experiencing a psychotic episode. But according to investigators for Haley's law office, members of the Irving family and their inner circle stated that Kawan Charles had been high on hallucinogens. But a toxicology report conducted by NMS Lab stated that he had a blood alcohol content of 0.014% with 4.7 nanograms and milliliters of blood of THC present in his system, which lawyers for the family said proved that he was not high on a hallucinogen and that his death was therefore not accidental. Right. I guess if if the if the weed was laced, that would probably show up in the toxicology report. Absolutely. Can we say that 
we may make people act differently yes it does um i know weed is a mild acid tetrahydrocannabinol is actually a mild acid but it, it may it does different things to different people some people it doesn't you know bother them or mess with them but you do have those people or that one person that can ingest the same amount of a drug as the next person and it you know does their system completely different but this is acting like they're acting like he had an lsd psychotic trip you never know what thc can do to somebody and i'm not saying mm-hmm. that that was what it was but you know like i said different levels levels of drugs that are ingested mm-hmm. uh act differently for different people so whereas True. you get one person that could take a a, a five milliliter oxycodone or excuse me five milligram oxycodone and somebody else can take it they can flip out completely whereas the other person it may just make them go to sleep mm-hmm. or if he could have had an allergic reaction to whatever was if it was laced with something or if it was just thc he if he had never smoked before which we don't know that but if he had not or that could have been the first time he could have had a reaction yeah and whatever uh, if it was laced it definitely would have showed up in the toxicology report mm-hmm. though whatever if it was so yeah it's it just seems i mean you can't argue against the science if they didn't find anything like any hallucinogens in there and he may have had weed in his systems but did they do a separate toxicology report was that stated the family did a separate toxicology report or was it the toxicology report of the county That was NMS NMS Labs. Uh, I don't know if that's private or not. It didn't say. Okay. On February 9, 2021, Janet Irving was arrested on charges of failure to report a missing child and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. There we go. Because that's when I'm like, yeah, you're just smoking right. weed, really. She was arraigned at the 16th Judicial uh, District Court, where her bond was set at 400000 in November 2021, Kawan's mother sued the Baldwin Police Department and the St. Mary Parish's Sheriff's Office for failing to notify the Louisiana State Police about her son's disappearance. Also suing Janet and Gavin Erling and Tyler LeGrosse for taking Charles 25 miles away from his home and not reporting his disappearance or attempting to find him, which I completely understand. Absolutely. As of April... 2021, Janet Irving was released after a judge reduced her bond from 400000 to only 90000 The judge who reduced Janet Irving's bond also set restrictions for her release. She is now living in Youngsville with her boyfriend. She can only leave the home for work, court, or medical purpose, and she must wear an ankle monitor at all times. This young child did not receive any justice in no kind of way. No. This baby got no type of no type of justice because his disappearance is sketchy. His death is to me sketchy and I don't believe it's Is this part of Bam says cuz that's what we're going into next. What does Bam say? Well, that's what I say. I feel that this death was kind of just taken lightly. Um I don't feel like they did enough investigation. Uh, I don't, they probably, you know, I I don't know the the full, full details, but it just seems like it should have just been more, more questions, more, more digging, more. Because it sounds like there's a possibility that maybe, let's just say for the sake of conversation that the Irvings didn't do it, but it doesn't mean that somebody didn't do it. He's 25 miles away from home. He left home. He left their home 
It doesn't mean that he didn't run into anybody else. It's true. But, but who gave them permission to even pick him up in the first place? Yeah. Apparently nobody. Those those charges should have been a lot much more severe. Um, I, I do agree, contribute to the delinquency of a minor. But something, I don't know if this would fall under it. And voluntary manslaughter because her doing that caused his death. I, I don't know. You know, maybe we might have to get Tamika, our attorney, yeah, on here to Just talk about this. Talk about this. Yeah, I might have to get her for season two and talk about some things. Bring her on as a legal case. But um, so that's what Bam says. Yeah, well, those are my thoughts. I just hate that he hasn't gotten any justice, but um, thank you for listening to File 13. Please let us know what you think about the show. If you like it, please leave us a five-star rating. And if you don't like it, well, please leave us a five-star rating anyway. You can email us at the, T-H-E, file 13 at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for us or there's a case you want us to look into, remember new episodes drop every Wednesday. Join us next week as we dive into the bomb heard around the world murder of Harry and Harriet Moore. If you are one of those criminals that committed this crime and you hear my voice, I want you to remember a cold case is not a closed case. You will be found and brought to justice. We'll see you next week.